0: Rapid fire questions. Are you ready? (laughs) Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I am
1: an extroverted introvert.
0: What signals your need for social rest?
1: When I am very quiet
0: and sullen. What does spiritual rest mean to you?
1: Is when you allow the universe to just be in everything that happens around it and also how you show up in it.
0: Hmm. What makes you feel most entitled to rest? Waking up. Period.
1: Point blank period. Waking up.
0: When do you find yourself
1: slowing down most? When I am right on the cusp of a big
0: transformation. Who inspires you to rest most? My ancestors. How do you rest with others? Hmm. Yes, my ancestors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How do I rest with others through joy, through love, through community? Just encouraging each other to rest. That constant reminder of you need to rest. You deserve rest. You Rest is your birthright.
0: What type of rest are you longing for most right now?
1: Oh, I <laughs> am longing for spiritual rest, and actually
0: creative rest. As the founder and chief coloring officer of Headphones and Crayons, what is your favorite coloring memory?
1: Oh, wow. That's a good one. My favorite coloring memory, I believe, was the very first podcast episode I recorded for Headphones and Crayons, because it was literally the first time that I didn't have the script written out. I had a couple of bullets. I had some color pencils and I literally just colored and talked and it flowed and it was long. I thought it was going to be five minutes and it ended up being 25 minutes, but it felt complete. And that's when I knew like I could do this and this is exactly what I needed right now. Why should adults color? Adults should color to create space to question, to create space to explore. And to create space just to
0: breathe and reset. What does it mean to practice rest as a form of resistance?
1: Personal acknowledgement first that it doesn't come last. It's not at the very end. Um, And really that resistance is making that at the forefront when speaking with others. No, I am not going to do this right now because I need rest as opposed to I can do it a little bit later. I I can't really, I am not. There's something different when you're like, I am not going to do this instead of I can't.
0: I can, but I'm choosing not to. Mm. What advice would you give someone who feels unworthy of rest?
1: Color, get some paper, get something, color pencils, crayons, markers, makeup, whatever, and ask yourself why and allow yourself to take that journey to discovering why even if you have to ask it five different times. You're going to really get down to the truth when you keep asking and exploring why without judgment. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But I get in the zone, it just it's, it downloads. It is me talking. Yeah. But also, it's all of me and the various ancestors talking. So, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Welcome to this episode of Not-So-Tiny Awakenings, where I, your host, Reagan Williams, share the mic with a guest, uncovering the tiny awakenings and life lessons they have learned along the way. If you're new to Tiny Awakenings, please follow and turn on the notification bell so that you'll be one of the first to hear my unedited aha moments, offering solutions to life's problems or new interpretations of the typical. Today's guest is Nikita Burks-Hall, Atlanta-based creative facilitator, podcast coach, editor, producer, and host who collaborates with and leads businesses and entrepreneurs to integrate creativity and color to increase innovation and improve work lives and culture. So I usually kick off every episode asking folks who they are. And a lot of people, you know, tell me what they do and who they serve in their life. But I, you know, without mention of what you do, I want to mm. know who you are at your core. Mm. At my core,
1: I am a Black ancestral goddess who shifts every vibe and energy within the room that she walks into.
0: <laughs> I can feel that. I can feel that. How do you want? folks to perceive you through just your being, through your podcast? I want folks to
1: not only like perceive, but I want them to experience me, Mm -hmm. experience like the essence of me and all that I stand for. So that means prior to the business I had, I talked about journey a lot. It was journey girl magic. And so anytime anyone heard the word journey, they would think of me and smile. Yeah. And so I'm seeing that now a lot more with color and creativity. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I have those words trademarked because I don't, but really just the space that I create for folks to explore through color, always talking about life as a journey. I want folks to think about me and in essence themselves whenever they hear that, whenever they take Mm -hmm. a minute and pause, whenever they take a breath, whenever they want to. Quiet the noise, um, mm-hmm. to, to think about mm, that Ronzi and Nikita and what we talk about and the space that she creates and how I feel within that space.
0: I want them to think of me in essence of themselves. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And I think that's something that I've learned through my own spiritual journey is just mm-hmm. connecting myself back to life. Mm -hmm. And knowing that we're all spiritually connected through this experience um, of living. And I love that you pointed out, like, I don't want to just be perceived. I don't want to just be observed. I want to be experienced. I want those soul connections. So that was absolutely, absolutely beautiful. I want to know um, in a time where (laughs) we both just got off work (laughs) and there's so much to do. You're traveling soon. I'm doing some traveling What is your relationship to rest?
1: Interesting. I'll start Mm -hmm. off by saying it's not a, like, I'm going to rest now. I'm not going to rest. I'm busy. I'm not. It really is finding those micro moments. And so this past week, I have felt very, very busy. And also it's been interesting how rest has shown up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go. There are many different types of rest as well. And I know we'll probably get into that a little bit later, but I have taking a hiatus from Facebook for the next year. And I'm about uh, today, a month into the day. And so that is kind of my way of that sensory and social rest, taking a break. Mm-hmm. Um, going to bed early when I can, because I know I'm getting up earlier to get more done. Just deciding what it looks like for me in the moment. Yeah. Oftentimes I used to always say, okay, rest means going to bed early forever so that means if I didn't consistently (laughs) go to bed early then I'm failing I'm not resting and in actuality it is I've been going to work super early so that way I can get some extra hours because I'm taking so much time off and so me going to bed early this past beginning of the week but not last night and knowing that rest last night was quality time Mm-hmm. was choosing to take a nap, then wake up, spend time with my spouse once I got home and then going back to bed. And so it's very personal right now and it's very yeah. situational, which mm-hmm. is super new and super different. So for me rest and my relationship with rest is really situational right now and it really does bar- vary on the day, the moment, the situation and how I feel in it.
0: Yeah. I used to be a person that relied on routine. Mm. Needed to go to bed at the same time. Needed to wake up at the same time. Meditate. Mm-hmm. Go to work. Just have this consistent schedule, so that I felt like, okay, I'm being productive. Mm-hmm. I'm right. I'm sleeping, therefore I'm resting. Exactly. <laughs> and I realized that I mean, there's times in life where I'm going to get an energy boost, mm-hmm. and there's so many things that are going on, and they're all fueling me to do the next thing, yes. and I'm allowed to do that, you know. There was a night, I was up all hours of night, and I told someone that morning, they're like, hey, good morning, like, you know, how'd you sleep? I was like, I didn't sleep that much, but I feel so good. I did something to rejuvenate my soul Mm -hmm. (laughs) last night. Mm -hmm. I took care of me after a long day of taking care of everyone else, taking care of someone else's business, taking care of making sure that the folks around me felt secure and moved in and all those Mm -hmm. different things. I took the time that I needed for me. Mm -hmm. And in some weird way, my body has accepted that as the truth for today. And I didn't give my eight hours, but it feels like I got 10.
1: Just hearing that. And it's this idea, when we rest, we think we have to shut down completely. And that's Mm -hmm. not what rest is. It's not about shutting down. It's truly about opening up to yourself. And what that means is there's been a lot of times where I've been a night owl, but that is where my creative juices really flow. That is when the rest of the world stops, the rest of the world rests. So sometimes it's not me resting, it's allowing everything else around me to rest, Mm -hmm. allowing social media to rest, allowing the work email to rest, to give that a rest so that I truly can now wake up and live, and so that eleven to two or two to six a.m. A lot mm-hmm. of times, that's the time where I do my best work oh, because so the, fruitful. Yeah. The world is quiet, mm-hmm. and I am allowed to just release, to just be, to wake up, um, and to to live. So it's not based on oh, everyone. You need sl- you need sleep. Yes, you determine how much, at what time. And sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't, but it, it's just, like I said, it's super personal.
0: We got on this topic of rest because uh, we both just recently finished reading uh, Rest is Resistance, a manifesto. It's the author's Trisha name. Tricia Hersey. Trisha Hersey, yeah. Such a great book and huge premise of this manifesto is understanding that you should not be resting in order to be more productive. Exactly, mm-hmm. And it's this goal setting that we do to say that like, I have to rest this way mm-hmm. and I have to get this many hours of sleep. And this is what I need to do so that I can wake up and I can show up for everything else and everybody else. Yeah. What were your immediate reactions to the manifesto to rest is resistance and what things really stood out to you reading the book?
1: Yeah. And I was listening to it again, certain parts actually either today or yesterday on my way into work. And it just really, it's almost hard to encompass and to accept because of what radical rest and goes right along with the radical acceptance. Mm-hmm. And so this idea that one, we deserve rest to rest is not a way to be more productive. It's not the, the, it's not a cause to get an effect that we're doing for other people. Like it really is hearing the history behind rest is resistance and how our ancestors did not rest. And the fact Mm -hmm. of just napping and not as to do something else, not taking a nap before. So I'm refreshed for the next day, but I'm just napping until I feel rested. If that takes five (laughs) minutes, five hours, five consecutive days it's not about an outside entity it is about truly what i need and the fact that you can't figure out what you need beforehand you have to actively engage in it to figure it out i can't Mm -hmm. say i'm going to take a 30 minute nap which is what we always do to get some rest (laughs) so i can go on like to truly let your body tell you i am going to rest And I'm not going to do anything else until I'm rested. Like, oh my gosh, that's scary. It's a fear Mm -hmm. because it's like, but I have so much other stuff to do. I have so many other people depending on me. What happens if I don't show up to this meeting? If I don't, and to really say, this is my form of resistance to the world and not in a feminist Mm -hmm. type of way, but just to, (laughs) <laughs> a being that is existing, a human that is, no, a spiritual being that is having a human experience, mm-hmm. coming at rest from that, that my spiritual being needs rest and I don't care anything about the human world around me. It's really hard to wrap my head around. And so that is yeah. still like knocking me out of like, does that even, I don't have that fully encompassed. I'm not supposed to. It's the mm-hmm. point of all of this. So for me, that's what really stood out.
0: Yeah, I remember Hershey saying in the book, "Rest is soul care," mm. mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wow!" All the things that we're taught to do in this society is to produce. Everything that we're taught to be is part of our doing, mm-hmm. right? And me just mm-hmm. asking, okay, who are you? <laughs> without the things you do, without the the people that you serve, who are right. you? Because right. we don't get to think about that very often. Our mind is supposed to be, it's, it's programmed to always be on go. And then also genetically, that trauma that we carry as Black people in this country. I had to just go in a little bit more on this one, and I'm straight off the dome of just listening back to this. If you've ever heard a Black person say that they feel like they've had to to work twice as hard to get half as much or, oh, you speak so well, uh, meaning that I can speak in an English that is proper for you and demotes the intellectual value and property of the African-American vernacular. It's because our productivity has been questioned. The outcomes of our work has been questioned because we've been deemed lazy and incompetent. Yet our ancestors built the higher ed institutions that we weren't allowed to be admitted into. That we were set back many generations in creating generational wealth. And that we built our own institutions that are starting to and have continued to fail today because they're not valued to the height of the institutions that literal enslaved hands molded, bricked and mortared. We were the bread and butter of the foundation of this country and its economy and its military prowess because you had enslaved people doing the hard work to build the country, this country, to build its roads, to build its railroads well into the 1900s. We were the no-wage, low-wage workers that built this country. Back in episode one, Dr. Spicer says um, that racism is white people's problem. And I'm just hoping that it didn't go over folks' heads. It is white people's problem because white folks have had the power and capacity to be racist. And that racism has created huge cultural, systematic problems and institutions and the war on drugs and our carceral system, our criminal justice system that still prevails to be racist on every level, our education system that pushes us out of advanced curriculum, of succeeding on purpose, all of these things, that's white folks issue because they are racist. That's not my issue, but still time and time again, we are the forefront of all the solutions in this country to solve racism, to soften the hearts and minds that are sick, that are tortured by our very existence. That's what I'm really getting to here. And the gaslighting is what Trisha Hersey is getting into, that our bodies are still holding that and feeling that that generational trauma is reflected in the actions of our parents and our uncles and overworking themselves as something that's a necessity to get by that's almost inherently natural and now we're toying with the idea of what it looks like to be well rested (laughs) Just the idea of, you know, hierarchies of skills and and productivity, all of those things definitely weigh heavy on me every Mm -hmm. single day. Mm -hmm. Then like I know I'm gonna have to read this so many different times just because I mean I can I can hear those things, right? Mm -hmm. They all make so much sense to me. This is why you're this way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense, but it's like how, how do I shift that? How do I change it? And it's almost that radical acceptance and that admittance that I don't know. Like, who are you? Yeah. What do you look like as a rested person? And we go through such like, oh, and the truth is we don't know. And that's mm-hmm. where the journey begins. That's where it starts.
0: Of, I don't know. So let's <laughs> figure it out. Let's find let's figure out. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think understanding that it's soul care mm-hmm. has made finding moments of rest because I mentioned this to you that I felt like a lot of what I was considering rest were just distractions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I I don't feel rested after watching, you know, this yeah. like, long marathon on Netflix or chatting it up with certain people. Yeah. I, I'm don't I don't feel rejuvenated. And it's mm-hmm. really about like you said, like even just taking that that nap and getting up when you're ready to get up. Ready, in your body's telling you that you're ready, mm-hmm. or being able to step away when you're when your social battery is done yeah. that's that's that spiritual that's that personal awareness um I, piece that I think you're talking about, yeah, what other things in particular do you think stop us from resting? The
1: structural, like the uh, hierarchical, the systematic world has created for us to always know something, mm-hmm. want to know something, need to know something, should know something. And so the fact of not knowing is unheard of. It brings up so <laughs> much stuff and it is directly to our worth. Um, and so when we don't know something, we think it's bad. We think it's lacking. It's that we have failed in some way. We're we're not measuring up. When in reality it's we don't know anything. We are only <laughs> right. told everything and we choose to believe it. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing that we really know because it's really about experiencing things. And I have completely forgot the question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think I'm going <laughs> to try remind me what you the question are... <laughs> was. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think stops us um, from resting? Yeah. And so it's that constant
1: trying to know, mm-hmm. trying to have control. And I was talking with my therapist today and she was like, you have this thing about control. Why? Like you are always going, going, going. You're always busy. You aren't resting. You aren't sleeping. You aren't just being because you're always wanting this control. What does control mean to you? And I was like, it's about safety. And she's like, Mm -hmm. is it? Or is it about security Mm -hmm. and being secure? And she's like, they're similar, but they're different. And so I think it is this need of folks wanting to always feel seen, heard, secure. And the only way we've been taught to do that is to know either what's next, what has been, what's coming, to know something. And not what does it look like to exist and not know to just experience? So, I think this lack of experiencing life without knowing is what stops us from truly resting because we're Mm -hmm. not open to the journey. We haven't, we don't, we don't know how to take the journey. So, because we don't know, we don't do it. Do it. Yeah. Um, So, this knowing this all knowing is what's stopping us from truly resting because we feel like we have to know how to do it
0: mhm <laughs> oh my god no that was I might have to I might have to sit with that one for a second um
1: yeah
0: i I was just thinking and and mulling over um the difference of having this like childlike Optimism and how beautiful that is because mm-hmm. we have that optimism and that joy mm-hmm. because we don't have that inner judge yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't have that inner victim yet when we're little. Mm-hmm. So we are not constantly concerned about pulling things from the past or mm-hmm. being so overwhelmed with our future and planning. We just trust life is going to happen. Right. We're just trusting the journey.
1: Yeah.
0: And I feel like that's such a beautiful way to. Accept life's happenings to decenter our egos, to decenter ourselves, mm-hmm. but also understand that, you know, a, a lot of what I think my healing journey has been centered around is knowing that if I bring good energy, positivity, and good intentions to this world, the universe is going to spit that back out to me. Mm-hmm. I will become the love that is mm-hmm. searching for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. in this life. Mm-hmm. And it's so much about navigating that unknowing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and relinquishing that control. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for that. Um, yeah. Cause I think it just really webbed some of the things that I've been thinking through together.
1: And as you were talking, like I have two small kids, almost mm-hmm. three, almost six. So life is real. And this is a blanket statement and it's true. And it's not kids don't know anything. Like you ask, like I asked my son, what's, what's today. And he's like, Saturday It's clearly not, (laughs) but it it doesn't matter. Like it's not about the day or what they know. Like, this is about to get real heady and me trying to wrap my head around it. But like you ask them once, a baby doesn't know what their name is, but then we teach them and every other possibility that their name could be goes away. Mm-hmm. This is green. Mm-hmm. And so him now knowing that it's green means that to him, it can't be teal. It can't be fuchsia or not, mm-hmm. te- uh, can't be these shades of green because all he knows now is green. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then he has to unlearn that. Green is the only color that this shade of green can be. Mm. And is this knowing that the more we know, Mm -hmm. the less we know. Because Mm -hmm. we then believe one thing. We see it in religion. If you believe that Christianity is is the (laughs) only religion. Mm -hmm. All the possibilities of all these other religions that mean essentially the same thing go away. Right. So, And you can't
0: even take the wisdom from others' experiences, from their testimonies, from their philosophies of life and doing and being. Because you have this script of how you're supposed to live your life and how everyone around you is supposed to live their lives. Yeah. So you're constantly... Looking at life through this categorical system, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is so hard to knock yourself out of it. But it is the most freeing thing in this in this world. Exactly. And I thought about religion when you were explaining that too, because I I grew up uh, Christian, mm-hmm. and now I'm like I don't I don't know what I right. am. I have a relationship right. with
1: God. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what I am anymore. More so, it's the the experience of it. It's not what right. it's called.
0: It's not mm-hmm. what it
1: says in a book and I say that in a neutral way yeah yeah. but it's about how you feel the connection you have what that connection looks like for you what color it is what it feels like those awakenings that come from it
0: that's and it's it's the most important relationship that you'll ever have to yourself Mm -hmm. is understanding the source of your being yes and knowing that that can have so many different titles and look so many different ways for so many mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. I was so impressed. I did an episode um, with one of my line sisters mm-hmm. um, and we were just, you know, talking through her experience as a woman of, of God. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this was so healing and comforting for me because it was a source of trauma. Mm -hmm. because i didn't fit into the script of what a christian was supposed to look like growing up Mm -hmm. and i used to have these like panic attacks and just freak out have like really really bad kind of like night terrors wake Mm -hmm. up sweating Mm -hmm. because i didn't fit that mold and i thought okay if i don't exist this exact way i'm going to be punished forever for that right and then i you know I, I got a little bit older and I met other people with different religious views. And I'm like the, the spiritual experience that you're describing to me is something that I've experienced before. Mm-hmm. So God must not be that stingy. Right. Right. <laughs> God must not be critiquing that hard. Right? If If your prayers were answered, if you got to have that spiritual experience mm-hmm. that, you know, folks, experience when they're, you know, doing a christening or being Mm -hmm. baptized or, Mm -hmm. you know, all these other different beautiful things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm at this point where I'm just accepting my truth for what it is and accepting Mm -hmm. other people's truth for what what those are, you know, to discover new ways of rest. You let me know that there's seven different types of rest. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea. I think I pulled a couple of rapid fire questions, (laughs) but please educate us on what those seven different types of rest are.
1: This is from Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith, and she is credited for really talking about these seven different types of rest. Um, And so the seven different types are that exists knowing that there can be a bunch of others but this is how we are categorizing it in this conversation mm-hmm. our physical rest um, so there's active and passive rest for physical and that's mm-hmm. passive is that sleeping and napping napping active is yoga stretching etc mental rest which is resting your mind and that's those scheduled breaks throughout the day like i'm going to take a moment i'm just going to listen to music things to give your mind a break hmm then there's something which I've come since I'm a highly sensory person, mm-hmm. is sensory rest. So really quieting the noise. I talk a lot about quieting noise, and that means putting in earplugs, like unplugging from electronic devices, um, meditation where you're not being stimulated, mm-hmm. actively stimulated. Um, creative rest, which is something that I am craving as a creative, but <laughs> it's really... The thinking of it as a wheel and the wheel is going on the road. It's going to go, it's going to go, it's going to go. When you create things, when you get in the zone, there's a lot of possibilities. And so, with mm-hmm. that creative rest, it's like when you go outside and you just take in nature, things just slow down. Yeah. You roll a tire in the forest and it, you don't hear it as much. It doesn't go as far, it's, it lands softer. Um, so, that creative rest. Then you got emotional rest, which is trying to rest all those feels, (laughs) which is an Mm -hmm. empath is is a task, but really tuning in (laughs) to not only resting, but resting the need to hold back those feelings. So really asking yourself, like, how are you feeling today? If you're feeling upset, expressing that. If you're feeling joy, Mm -hmm. I felt a lot of joy because if you see me, like, I'm vacation ready. I I'm, my hair is is done. Yes. I'm feeling good.
0: <laughs> the vacation break, exactly.
1: <laughs> but the amount of tempering that I've had to do to stifle that joy, like I can't, I can't be too excited. Like I want to squeal right now, but I'm not <laughs> going to do that because, like, who am I if I do that? <laughs> so that emotional rest, where you just allow yourself to not people please.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, social rest is taking a break from interactions with people as a whole um, and really different differentiating between the people that drain you and the people that fill you up. And then there's a spiritual rest, getting in tune with that higher power, really feeling that sense of belonging, that sense of security. So kind of as a recap, you got physical, mental, sensory, creative, emotional, social, and spiritual rest. Those are the seven different types, which, which gives a lot of space to explore as opposed to just rest to sleep. If I'm not sleeping, I'm not resting.
0: Yeah. I just thought about how closely tied my emotional rest is to some of these other mm-hmm. <laughs> some of these other forms of rest do yoga stretch Mm -hmm. like what in the world are you really thinking about (laughs) when you stretch it and your muscles are just like oh like relieving all that tension Mm -hmm. it all like the the trauma that you're holding your Mm -hmm. shoulders is just melting away Mm -hmm. like i was watching this video this girl's stretching, and she literally just starts bawling, crying, mm-hmm. and people don't understand. Like, we hold so much in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Another connection that I've had to emotional rest, to another form of rest, is definitely social rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so connected.
1: I'm not here for these late nights no more, and going out. Like,
0: <laughs> you want to cancel? Oh, at okay? All. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, that's fine. Oh, darling. <laughs> We have to like, follow up sometime. I got. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you are allowed to cancel with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is. It is all right. <laughs> it is all right. Yeah. It. I don't. It's just giving that like attention back to yourself. Mm-hmm. Sensory rest. I'm. I want to dive into this one a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. What does that look like in practice? Like, what are some examples of sensory rest? Yeah,
1: and so it's it's resting the senses, so those five senses. So if you are looking at a computer all day, can it be closing your eyes? You're not sleeping. Okay, mm-hmm. you're just closing your eyes. If you are around a lot of noise, like I crave sensory rest because I have small kids, so earplugs, just earplugs or white noise where there's not these jolts and, and unpredictability. Um, it's also again plugging from those electronic devices when you feel pull to things. So thinking about those five senses, a taste, if you are always eating the same thing or eating in a hurry, like, or eating something spicy, what does it feel like to actually eat something cool and refreshing? Why do we think we always crave dessert, make room for dessert? Because it's a change to our senses. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are some types of sensory rest.
0: Okay. What what forms of rest do you feel? There are so many, and there's so Mm -hmm. many different... Things that I'm thinking mm-hmm. of that I just do day to day. But mm-hmm. what are primary modes of rest that you go into day to day? I think for
1: me, it's definitely social rest. So I have two or three people that I talk to daily and that's it now. Mm-hmm. I'm really being clear on the people that drain me. And sometimes a lot of those people may be at work. And they still have a place, but setting boundaries, setting a line of okay, you've got thirty minutes to drain <laughs> me, and then I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people that fill me up always make sure to check in with specific people each day. Of just hey, how you doing? Sensory rest is something that I'm really getting more into because of someone who is has a lot of sensory sensory, not even issues, but I'm just a very sensory driven person, and so I. Mm-hmm feel hot, feel cold, very strongly <laughs> and other things. And so mm-hmm. really seeing what that means to try to turn, not to say that off, but what needs to shift.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then really creative rest. This want right now to be out in nature, to put my feet on the grass, to walk. I'm trying to every day take my shoes off and I get home and walk back down my driveway to the mailbox so I can feel that sensation on my feet. Um, and that's a form of rest for me. So that's something that I try to do each day because I've just sleeping ain't doing it. Like it's something that has to happen to live. So if it's something that's <laughs> necessary to live, mm-hmm. like breathing and eating, that's, that's not a gift. That's not something you should actively strive. Like, I don't, it's, it's, that's necessary. It's not a reward. It's, yeah, not, it's a reward. not a reward. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: How do you recognize like that you've gotten to a, a, a flow in your rest? How do you recognize rest? What does it feel like to be well-rested? Mm. I think I really
1: figure that out when I'm not well-rested. And when I'm mm-hmm. tired, overworked, bitter, um, numb, I get quiet and ask what my soul craves. And then that mm-hmm. informs me going forward. So the fact that I am so excited about this cruise isn't just because I'm going to the Bahamas for a week, but my body is craving to look out and not see land because right now land means people. My body is craving mm-hmm. to hear the ocean because it's a steady sound that isn't interrupted. It, mm-hmm. You can't interrupt the sound of the ocean. Um, my body is craving a new space to breathe different air. My cells and my body are craving different air. And so that's getting really, and it's not like I've journaled and know this before, like this is literally becoming clear right now. And so talking about it, figuring mm-hmm. it out, like what does it look like? And in this moment, trusting that, okay, I didn't know five minutes ago, but because you've asked that question, this is the download I'm getting. This is what I'm saying. This is true. Yeah. Um. So yeah.
0: What advice would you give folks who have seeped into white supremacy culture, into mm-hmm. grind culture, into capitalism, and they're mm-hmm. having a really hard time mm-hmm. taking a moment to rest? It's
1: mm-hmm. because it's hard doesn't mean it's not doable. Just because it's hard, easy doesn't mean feel good. Hard doesn't necessarily mean it's going to feel bad. Um, I think we've equated things that are hard and. Un- and uncomfortable as not necessarily bad, but it doesn't feel good. And so it really gets into the idea of like what is good. And, and I say that for advice, also, is kind of talk about this is kind of going off, but it's related. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot of talking about rest, but I also want folks to understand and know that life has a natural ebb and flow. So when things one thing stops, another thing goes. So when you rest one thing, Something else is going to begin to come alive, so that's why when you are resting and stretching, the mm-hmm. emotions come out. And mm-hmm. what often happens is when we stop, we feel a whole lot, and we think, "Oh no, 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 no! I can't rest because <laughs> I can't, I can't slow down. I can't turn my, I can't meditate because my mind doesn't slow down." Mm-hmm that outer turmoil you are attempting to quiet. as a result, it has to go inside first. And that's why it's hard to focus. And so the advice I would give folks is to still do it, the smallest thing. Set an alarm, random times of the day, and just take one deep breath. And when that becomes like, oh, okay, when you feel yourself, oh, I'm getting overwhelmed, and you hear yourself take a breath, then take two deep breaths. And it's this these small, minute things That you have to start with because you can't just go on a seven day quiet silent retreat meditation where you don't do anything, you nap for months and years right off the bat. That's one extreme Mm -hmm. way. But rest can literally be just closing your eyes for a moment, just taking a breath, just saying, I don't know. That is a way of that's a, a kind of a social. Type of rest because you're saying, I don't know. That's an emotional being true to your feelings. You're resting that wall that's up, saying, I have to always know. I have to always be. Give that a rest. Rest isn't, Mm -hmm. again, something has to stop for something else to start. So rest is actually a very active thing. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the advice of start, just do it no matter how small it is. And know that when you start something or when you stop something, it's going to start something else, but keep doing it. It's going to, that's going to ebb and flow out.
0: There's this question that, um, I asked myself a few months ago and it has radically changed my life and, you know, all the things that I'm doing in process to let this be. Mm. But I asked myself, who are you without boundaries? without barriers, what Mm. decisions would you make if resources were available to you and people were itching to say yes Mm. to your goals and to your vision? Mm. This idea of like, okay, who am I Mm. when I'm, like you said, like when I'm being true to my feelings, Mm -hmm. when I've let go of the script of what I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be producing. Mm -hmm. Who am I? What do I produce? Because rest is active. Mm -hmm. And part of that producing, Mm -hmm. you produce these very calm, safe spaces for people to have conversations that I don't think that they would have if they weren't sitting and coloring. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: As you were asking that question, kind of what came, I asked myself that question and what came up was I would not do a lot at all Mm -hmm. because there's no need to. There's no need Mm -hmm. to do all of this work to convince people because people already know. Mm -hmm. They innately innately see me so I don't have to make myself seen and big and known. Mm -hmm. I can just be and exist and not worry about it. I can- rest because I don't have to do the work because there is no work to do. There is no do. It is just
0: be. (laughs) It is just being. Mm. It is literally just being. Yeah. And I, and I explained this somewhat. I was like, there are certain things in my life that I really do consider hobbies. And one of Mm -hmm. them is like my travel TikTok. Mm. I do not post if I it's not on my spirit to do so. Mm-hmm. And that's just part of me understanding the importance of my being. Mm-hmm. It's just part of me being. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do it and it feels good right now, <laughs> yep. it's just part of, of me existing and doing the things that I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. I think something that um, really... Mm-hmm. I'm wrapping my head around is the amount of time that we yeah. spend trying to convince, mm-hmm. and I hate to even admit that um and i've and I spoke about this in my last episode' just like this need for in particular um this need for professional validation, mm-hmm. and like constantly feeling like, oh, I need to convince you that i'm that I'm good at this, I need mm-hmm. to convince you that you know I deserve a promotion, I need to convince yeah. you of all these different things. And that's part of like, just imagining this world where people are itching Mm -hmm. to supply you with resources, Mm -hmm. to be there with you and be in Mm -hmm. company with you. Mm -hmm. It's also an expression of themselves. I want the people around me to, to know how they're feeling and process life and they're doing as part of their being as well. And that's part, you know, we were just kind of like, you know, we're a little introverted and it's okay to cancel Mm -hmm. plans, Mm -hmm. but no, I'm serious. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel good, (laughs) what, how in the world is that supposed to make me feel good that you sacrificed yourself and you sacrificed and you gave away some of your power, honestly, extending your boundaries to be here with me? Mm -hmm. I want everyone that's doing anything for my good, for it Mm -hmm. to be for our collective good. As yeah. we as we close out, what do you want listeners to take away from our conversation today? That rest is
1: revolutionary, but not in a defensive way, but in the ultimate way of surrendering. And it is such a personal thing. And so I just want people to know that it's not about outward defense. It really is an inner surrender yeah. of rest to be open to the possibility, to be open. No other reason but to be open. Um, and that it's possible, but it takes conversation. It takes experimentation. It takes trial and error. It takes community. It takes these spaces that I'm creating that we are creating in this conversation to do so because it's not a one and done so I just want folks to know that the rest is your ultimate form of resistance and protection resistance is a form of protection rest is protection rest is power rest is power rest is peace
0: okay yeah we're leaving it there (laughs) thank you so much Nikita for joining me
1: thank you for this conversation um because it's just a reminder and even though i create these spaces like life is life you get caught up and it's part of it and so this these reminders and these really are timely for me so thank you for having me and thank you for allowing me to remember um what i need and want most